I just took a big swallow of white wine because The Bachelor is currently on. But Eddie and I are so bored by the mental all that we've decided to bring you another episode of In Case You Missed It with your host, Casey mm. Houlihan, and usual guest, Teddy Trezino. Glad you could it's join true. Me. There was, yeah, me too. Glad to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's true because, and also the, uh, sound is just so off on this app on abc yeah. their lips aren't matching up with what they're saying yeah it's so disconcerting it. when you have there's like a glitch in your tv or whatever and the audio doesn't match the lips like it just makes you go crazy yeah i get a little scared i've gotten used to it at this point honestly though yeah i mean i don't even know it's like the whole episode's dubbed over now before we go into our bachelor recap i know we've missed a few weeks we also missed something oh, yeah pretty important uh-huh. on november 26th it would have been the one year anniversary of this very podcast i know wow does it feel longer or shorter to you than a year um yes it feels about right because yeah. like we didn't we missed you know we didn't do this every week no ever really Mm-mm. maybe there was a time we did it a couple weeks in a row no i guess but this week yeah it's been a real uh a real a, re- a real fast-forwarded year. So. It has been. And honestly, like, I didn't start this, you know, I-, I wanted it to be fun. I always wanted to do a podcast, and it inspired me to do one with my friend Christina that I do now. Uh-huh. And I've learned a little bit more about audio editing and podcasting. And, and I don't know, it's been really fun, and I love to talk. So <laughs> it's yes. just been great. And thank you to all the people that have listened for the past year. <laughs> Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we have like something. Do you think anybody's listened to every episode besides us? Um, I think maybe Christina. Maybe Al- yeah, maybe Alex has. I'll have our, to ask Our him. good friends. Um, yes. but Other than that, I don't know. Who knows? But we, Our secret fans. We appreciate <laughs> all the listeners. Yes. Even if they don't listen to every episode. Yeah. Our secret We're fans. Making, we made like $5 off this podcast. Yeah, guys. That's I pretty impressive. I don't know if you know this, but, but we're kind of <laughs> making bank we're making yeah what you're here what's going into your little ears we're really yeah. making bank i'm kidding we're made like seven dollars honestly seven like seven dollars okay. doing like just sitting here yeah and talking hey. and i <laughs> i think the future yeah high five. i think the future currency is going to be podcasts <laughs> i mean well what else you know all the other jobs are going away that's right we get to have podcasters. There's Patreons. Everybody's got one. Honestly, I do want to invest more in podcasting. You know, I've really enjoyed it. I want to get good mics for myself. Yeah. We each have a, we each have a microphone. I want that. I yeah. want that. That'd be cool. We need a mixer. But so buy, tell us what mixers to buy. But uh, yeah, we just want to keep improving. And thank you guys for who have listened. <laughs> and um, I they- guess we can. Unless you have anything else to say, we can launch into the to recap. No, I think I'm good. I'm just uh, we got. Riley on the screen wearing a nice turtleneck. Oh yeah, so, we have yeah, men we'll, tell all in the background, which honestly there's only like 20 minutes left. Yeah, and honestly, like 15. If you watch the Bachelor Bachelorette, you know it's like the least consequential episode. Yeah, and this was only half of tonight's episode. Yeah, which that's good. I'm glad Is we that got normal. I, I like know. can never. I don't retain anything from season to season. Uh, I completely forget everything once it ends, so yeah. I do not remember if this is how it was last year. <laughs> the only thing, yeah, that's tr- I don't know. Well, we'll just start with um, just kind of a general... Yeah, we missed the last few weeks of the Bachelor recap, so hopefully you watched and know exactly what's happening. Honestly, this season has been like kind of a whirlwind, as Bennett would say. Yeah, Um, well, we got Taysha. I think we caught up after Claire Crawley left. Yeah, we did. I think we did a couple 
told you guys we loved Rich Man Bennett, which we did. However, they basically made him into the vil- the villain for the season because they there wasn't really any drama going on. Yeah, a lot of people say it's because the men are older. Could be true. Yeah. I do think that people start thinking and feeling irrationally when they're in this sort of bubble situation, even outside of COVID. Like these people are so isolated with each other that, like, I think it just like lends itself to people being like dumb and irrational. Um, Bennett and Noah were the kind of two-on-one fight sort of thing. Bennett was insulting Noah's intelligence because he's 25; he's the youngest guy in the house. They are now both gone. We're getting down to brass tacks here. Yeah, we got the final four. Final four. And honestly, my bracket I made when I was like, oh, maybe we're just making this for Claire's season. It's trash. You know who I had in the final two? Brendan. For No, for Claire. Yeah, I know. I wish Brendan. That would have been a good okay, guess. Okay, I had... Bennett, oh, Bennett and Blake Moines. Oh man, two Bs. Disgusting. But um, my you didn't know. my bracket now. Eddie and I have redone our brackets, and I actually think I have yeah. Brendan and Zach C. I think Is that I have. Who we both have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I picked Brendan to win it all. But the final four are Ivan, Chess Ivan, yes. sweet, sweet boy Fun. Ivan. I am so happy. I like Ivan. Sweet Ivan. What a Ivan sweetie. the Great or terrible Ivan. Ivan the Great. I don't know. Is that a thing? Alex Xander the Great. Yeah, is Ivan the terrible? Is that a thing? Ivan the Google terrible. It. Look it up. Um, I will. So we thank have, you very much. We have Ivan. We have Ben. We have. Brendan oh, and we good. have Zach C. Zach C really shocked me from I the know, start because I, Tasha came in and he charmed the pants off her from night one. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. she really likes yeah. this Zach C. We don't know how it happened, but there he is. I mean, he, I'm sure he has an aura about him that's very interesting and strong. He has a big story behind him. You know, yeah, he fought man. cancer at a young age, which led to drug addiction, to kind of the lowest point you can be at in your life. To coming all the way back and now helping other people yeah. by being the head of a recovery board. It's inspiring. Yeah, people would say that on pods I'd listen to. And I'd be like, no, he's probably just into it. But no, it's true. He's a helper because no. he's been there. He's a he's, peer. He's, he's a peer huge. recovery coach. Yeah, yeah, he really cares. And all these men. That's another thing. Eddie was just saying, we would be happy if any of these men won. Yeah, I would. I would too. I really would on it. Like, on it, you know, Ben, you know, Ben... Had a good story. Ben Ben's really traumatized and had rough, but here my order is probably okay. Well, it's kind of a meme. Ben, Zach, <laughs> Brendan, and Ivan. I just, I don't think Ivan's gonna win, but it'd just be funny. Well, that's your order of your rankings. Yeah, but I I know Ivan's probably not gonna win, but I, Ivan's probably my favorite. Well, okay, so. Before we even get into that, I was just going to clarify, because I don't even think we talked. I'm sure we didn't do a podcast on Ben's episode. So when Ben had the one-on-one, we found out oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. the reason he got freaking naked for his self-portrait on the state where they were making self-portraits is because he actually had a very hard time as an adolescent. I, I guess he was a heavier kid, and he got made fun of, which led him to go to the extreme other direction and, you know exercising all the time and not eating which led to an eating disorder he had bulimia um and honestly like as someone who also like personally has a different type of eating disorder that doesn't leave you like you know you can be recovered but it's called recovered you know um yeah yeah. 
uh, just like with drug addiction, but it's a mental illness and you are constantly in recovery and fighting, you know, those negative thoughts. So while Ben looks perfect, because he really does, he literally has a body, he probably looks himself in the mirror and hates it. You yeah, know, at some yeah. days, probably not every day, but some days. And, and I just think it's really important that he destigmatizes the idea that men also have eating disorders. And it's not just women. It's true. Yeah. Well. So every single man that's left has like a story, which I don't think we see all the time. Yeah, that's true. Ivan's brother was in jail mm-hmm. and, you know, he kind of saw what the system kind of did to his brother as a black man. And he's been really, you know touched by the Black Lives Matter movement and just really spoke on that. And then Ben with the eating disorder. We have Zach Steve with drug addiction. And who am I forgetting? Brendan. Well, Brendan, his story is more... We haven't really well, heard much yeah, other all than... all we know is he... He did get married. a divorce, yes. Yeah, I mean... Because he was married to a high school sweetheart. He said it was amicable. She did nothing wrong. It was just... We haven't heard about cheating. We haven't heard about anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fine. It's like, yeah, it's not going to work out, honey. <laughs> that sounds I mean, what Brendan said. Basically, I'm sure it was deeper than that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure at the end but of the day. But something, Brent, I don't know. Brendan, to me, like you look at him, he just looks so sweet. I don't, does. I don't know why, to me. But you know so. what? I, I'm thinking now how everybody has this big secret they've revealed. What if at Hometowns, which is tomorrow, by the way, as of this recording oh, yes. on Monday night. We're going to uh, get out this episode. What if we get like some sort of shocking Uh realization yeah hometowns is usually pretty good for that kind of thing well yeah yeah i don't know and there's been this clip there's always these clips that the bachelor producers they take them out of order they make it basically a teaser trailer for the whole season and we've seen this clip of tasha's father who is like notoriously (laughs) like kind of tough on apparently yeah and he had we met him in colton yeah in colton season okay i didn't Mm -hmm. see I didn't see that. And he basically, what does he say? He's like, don't fall for this clown. (laughs) Who's this clown? And out of all the guys left, like, it's hard to see any of them being seen that way because they all seem like such men. Yeah, I don't know what it is, really. I can't, I really have no clue. We also don't really know how hometowns are going to (laughs) work. Because they're showing a clip of Tasha's dad like he's there in person. Yeah. And they're supposedly in a quarantine bubble. This bubble doesn't exist. I mean, Chris Harrison (laughs) dropped off his son at a college. And came right back. And like it was like probably hundreds of kids unloading their crap into their dorms. Mm -hmm. And just drives right back. Here's the thing. The timeline. I don't think Chris was wearing a hazmat suit even though he could have been. (laughs) The timeline from the viewer... And the actual, the timeline for the viewer when you're watching The Bachelorette and the actual timeline could be very different. I don't know if they'll speak out about out about that because I've been hearing on a lot of podcasts them getting flack being like, what bubble, people are coming in and out, JoJo's in and out. There's no way they're quarantining as many, like this many, like there's no way. And the thing is, unless this is all predetermined, how would they have been quarantining the families? For two weeks before yes, Tasha even yes. picks them. That doesn't make any sense. So Unless they're going to be on Zoom be like, hi, that's, Mr. Honestly, if they were being responsible, it would be on Zoom. I get I mean, unless they did the quarantine, but I just don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible either. So, yeah. Now, I will say we have these four great guys. We'll be happy with any of them. But I guess I'll say, what are your predictions? I think... Man, I, I think that we might be seeing a fake out with Zach because I would say Zach, but with, uh, you know, obviously with Hannah B and P- Pilot Pete, like it, the person who we thought was going to win didn't win. Right. So I'm going to say Brendan. 
Okay. Because I just don't, you know, Zach's getting a great edit, and I mean, they're all getting pretty good, but I think they're going to bring bring one person out heavy in these last few episodes, and it'll be, yeah. real, I, I don't, I think it's not going to be Zach just because I think they're trying to pull a fast one. They do that often try to pull a fast one on us, and honestly, I, I'm going to, I'm going to surprise you, I think, with my choice. I think Ben's going to win. Ben? I, I could see Ben too, yeah. Ben? I don't think that's who I have in my bracket, but like the more I've seen it, I've been like, she's so smitten with him. I feel like Ben could come yeah. out of the woodwork and really and really win. I think, I don't know. I think I think Tasha respects and recognizes the baggage that Zaxi has, but I, I just don't know. She seems to have a hard time responding and handling to these heavy things that they say. Oh, God, I would too. You can't really blame her because, like, it's literally like being a therapist. Yeah. Like, people, you're like, tell me your dar- deepest, darkest secret. Oh, <gasps> Taylor Swift's on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, man, we had to talk about the, the new... Oh, shoot. Yeah. That'll be enough. Write that down in your mental notes. Let me write it down. Or in eat, my brain. Or eat, or eat. Anyway, I think it's going to be Ben. You think it's going to be Brendan. Okay, I think Brendan's a good go- guess. Yeah, who, who do you think is going to... Uh, Fantasy Suites. Three of them, right? Fantasy Suites, definitely Ben, Brendan, Zexy. Yeah, you think Ivan's leaving? I love Ivan. You He's don't such think, a sweetie. But they have... I told you from their one-on-one, friend zone energy. Yeah. You don't think Ivan's going to castle or whatever or move the, the, the rook to... Oh, Pond you're trying five. to make a chess joke. You don't I was think like, that, castle? You don't think he's going to use that bishop? I thought you meant like... Um, you don't think he's going to converge diagonally on Tatia? <laughs> I thought you were talking about like... I thought you were trying to make a reference to the windmill in Hannah's Oh! oh. Um, did, what did you say? You were like, if Ivan wins this all, he can say what? Oh, he'd be like, checkmate. Checkmate. It'll be like, he instead of proposing, he'll take out the ring and say, checkmate. Honestly, though, <laughs> how iconic would that be? Oh, please, for the love of God, Ivan. Oh, Chris can't get in. We're watching a blooper. Show, this is the best part of Men's Tall is when they show bloopers. They're showing clear bloopers? Oh, she's drinking something. Oh, no. Well, that's about all I have to say. Yeah, I don't have much more. We'll hopefully do a recap after the finale, but we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with important news from the world of Swifties everywhere. On July 23rd, Taylor Swift posted to Instagram, announcing her eighth studio album, Folklore. It was a big surprise. It was shot shot it was filmed it was not filmed it was recorded entirely in quarantine the songs were beautiful poetic storytelling a nod back to her original roots with deep beautiful inspiring poetic lyrics along with some edge that she's gotten over the years i loved it wow you're like I did. I loved it. Did I, I, yeah. Did you write all that down first? No, I just How made it you? up. Wow. That was improv, baby. I wish we should put music behind that. That'll be a song. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're then, you know, you're like, all right, we can we can celebrate this beautiful bounty of songs. She gave us, like, I think I want to say 16 songs on there. It was like, okay, awesome. Taylor Swift, love it. Can't wait for more music videos. But, like, you know, don't expect an album for at least another year. <laughs> oh, in like less than three months after folklore came out she announced a documentary on Disney plus i was like wow this is a lot then she started posting some cryptic photos followed by another announcement surely it can't be what what is that another album 
merely five days ago, so on December 9th, she announced her ninth studio album, Evermore, which is a sister album to Folklore. Honestly, just as good. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, is this like the B-side tracks? Is this not going to be good? No. Taylor brought it. She said, I am going to write the most beautiful poetic songs you've ever heard. I'm going to make you feel sad about things that never even happened to you, and you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Taylor Swift brought it all. The one thing that ruins this album. It's the, the title track is beautiful. I love the lyrics. It's so good evermore. But who who shows up with their weird growly vocals? None other than Burl Eyes. <laughs> Just kidding. Bon Boniver. Boniver. Who Eddie always confuses with Burl Eyes. Yeah, I thought the I think cra- is, classic I, Christmas carolist. I think Burl Eyes is dead. Yeah, he's probably he but his songs dead, right? live on in all of us. Look it up so I'm not I'm not Ho wrong. Ho the mistletoe. He sings but it. Yes he, sir, <laughs> once for me. If you're familiar with Taylor Swift's folklore album, he also sings with her on that. Um mm, he song. died shortly after I was born. Wow. So not not him, but uh Boniver. Wow. Boniver just has this weird I don't even know how you would describe it. Indie tone of voice that I'm not for. Hmm. And he comes in and ruins that song. Yeah, it's kind of Ruins it. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. But the track list is another 15 songs. Like, low-key, she was churning these out. All of them are poems. The one thing I really respect about these two albums is that they are storytellers. So I was telling Eddie, in Folklore, there was this this story of Betty... Who is in a love triangle. So you see stories from the perspective of Betty. The song Betty. You see stories from the perspective of her lover. The boy she was in love with. Um, You see stories from the perspective of the woman that he cheated on her with. So it's really all kind of um, one big story that the fans have to kind of decipher and that's always been the thing with Taylor Swift songs is finding easter eggs and deciphering and that's like my favorite thing is like trying to find out what the story is and when she was releasing Evermore there was a music video Willow that came out at midnight the same night and she was on the YouTube premiere answering questions from fans and she kind of gave an in look into this album there was a song in Folklore that was from the perspective of her grandfather who fought Uh when he was fighting I forget which war it was, but he was in the army. It was a war of attrition. No, it was an actual war. And um, (laughs) it was like from the perspective of him in the army. And she wrote a song about her grandmother Mm. in this album that actually has some of her grandmother's vocals in it. Her grandma was a famous opera singer who taught her to sing and and inspired her to pursue music. which is like so cool. And if you listen to it, I'll have to play it for you later. Like you can definitely hear the opera um, like recording behind it. Yes. Uh, and it's haunting. It's honestly haunting, like, but in a good way. And she just, in the song, kind of just talks about how she still feels like her grandmother is, is with her and, and, and things. Well, I'm like, yes, Taylor, yes. Yeah. So that song is called Marjorie. And there's another song called Dor- Dorothea. Dorothea? Dorothea. Dorothea, shoot. I just listened to it. Now I can't remember what it's pronounced like. Oh. But people believe this may be a nod to several things. It could be a nod to a girl who went missing in Pennsylvania 
uh, she was born. as a child where Taylor Swift was born, the same year Taylor Swift was born, he went missing as a child, kind of like, kind of forming a story around her. Or it could be um, a song dedicated to Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' daughter's name, mm. who they said there were hints that there was going to be a song with the name of their daughter on the album because they're very good friends. Or which one? Blake she's Lively friends and with Taylor Swift. Blake Lively, okay. And by default, she's friends with Ryan Reynolds. I guess so. Um, so there's so much lore, folklore, there's if you will, so much lore behind this evermore. these two albums, and I freaking love it. One of my favorites that was getting some hate from some podcast is called No Body, No Crime. Mm. And it literally is a story. And I'm honestly like, duh, it's a made up story. Like that's the one thing that bothers me is people are like, this has to be from Taylor's real life. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. She's allowed to freaking make up stories. That's part, that's half the fun of like songwriting. Uh-huh. That would be like every playwright. You'd be like, oh, this play must be about you, huh? Not <sighs> always the case. Um, she does, this song is a storytelling about this woman whose friend is confiding in her. She believes her husband's having an affair. Uh, this friend goes missing all of a sudden, and the husband brings his mistress into the home. And the Taylor character, so t- Taylor singing, whatever character Taylor's playing in this song, is like, I gotta get revenge for my friend. Mm-hmm. So she takes she, out the guy. You know. And they can't prove that it's her, so the mistress goes to jail. Uh, yes. It's honestly iconic. And the I coming out soon. Huh? I will say I think I like Evermore more than Folklore. Wow. Um, I have not listened to it yet. It, <laughs> I don't even think I've heard a song. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I need to listen to, to both of them again and go back. There's highlights on both of them for me. I'd have to say, like, as far as, like, favorite songs, it's tough. I really like Tis the Damn Season. That song is about, like, honestly, it's, like, basically about somebody going back home and, like, reconnecting with their like high school sweetheart their childhood ex Hmm. and how like you might connect with this person again and feel like you know maybe we should go back to the way things were but at the end of the day you need to go back to your real life Mm -hmm. it is sad a lot of these songs are very melancholy but they have like i don't know just a such a beautiful narrative like similar to folklore folklore is a fall driving in the rain album this is like a looking at snow out the window album Hmm. it's just very like kind of melancholy but cozy at the same time um I wanted to read some of the things she wrote about it. She said, um, you've all been so caring, supportive, and thoughtful on my birthdays because she really stood on her birth- around her birthday. So this time I thought I would give you something. I also know this holiday season will be lonely for most of us. And if there's any of you out there who turn to music to cope with missing loved ones the way I do, this is for you. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty psyched about it. I can't wait to keep listening to it over and over and figuring out more and more about the different stories that she's telling. Because I, like, felt like a freaking genius when I, like, realized the connection between Cardigan, Betty, and I believe um, August are, like, the Love Tribal songs. I was like, whoa. So she's a genius, honestly. Like, Taylor Swift, I think, is, is so good at what she does. I think that... The only time she's ever lost that really was reputation. I felt like I didn't see the Taylor Swift I know in that because the lyrics are so weak. But ever since Lover and Onward, I'm like, she's back. Uh-huh. She's back. Wow. So I ranted about that for a while, Eddie. I'm sorry. I know you haven't listened to it yet. I'll listen on your recommendation. 
Nation. <laughs> it takes a while to listen through. I mean, there's 15 tracks, and one of the songs is five minutes long. Okay. So it's like a little long, but I think it's worth it. Um, if you're driving, I think it's great because like you're listening to the music, but you're also like hearing a story. It's like an audiobook and music put in one, baby. I just think it's so masterful. I love Taylor Swift. The one thing I was thinking about is if we weren't in quarantine, it would be a strange couple of albums to tour with because they are so intimate and like acoustic that they don't feel like, you know, like with um, Fearless, Speak Now, Red, those were like dancing, you know, concert songs, Uh but these don't have any like poppy singles. They're all just kind of acoustic, soft, and... um, I think that's what makes them perfect for the time we're in. And I hope she does another Tiny Desk concert and sings more of these because that would be awesome. Um, Maybe she'll do that when uh, the world is slightly back to normal and it is safe. But yeah, I just had to do my Taylor segment. I literally love her so much. Um, And I hope that you will at least, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, give it a chance. Listen to one of the songs and see what you think. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I'm trying to think of anybody else's music I could add into this segment, but well, Ariana Grande also released an album. At well, midnight. I think we talked about that. Yeah, we might. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we probably did. We yeah, did. Not the same. So. Not not midnight like recently. This was a while ago. Yeah, it was a couple months. Positions. I think we talked about that because I honestly wasn't that impressed by it. Yeah. And then Miley Cyrus had an album. Okay, we. I don't think we talked about that, but like low key, it jams. It's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, I was listening. It's kind of grimy and like mm-hmm. kind of like. Um, it's yeah. a rock album. She said it's a yeah, rock album. Yeah, and it's like, I like, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool, actually. So I would give that a listen as well. Yeah, I'm surprised how much I was like, eh. I mean, I haven't listened to it. It is also sad. I will say, like, these are not, like, kind of necessarily uplifting. Like, you can tell, like, oh, Miley Cyrus is writing about how she went through a divorce this year. I mean, because, like, you know, she says that, you know, she thought yeah. she was going to be with this person until she died and things yeah. changed. And I think that it's, it's also really artfully written and also just like a good jam. You can play this like in the background when you're working and also just like when you're in your feels. Miley, she killed it. I said it to Eddie. I regret the years I wasted hating her music because she dated she Nick did Jonas. Nick. Literally, <laughs> what was I doing? Miley is awesome. Oh. And I think that's it for music. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about a Christmas movie extravaganza we did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Eddie, what did we watch this weekend? We watched many things. Yeah. We watched the sunrise, watched the sunset. No, we didn't. Uh, maybe you didn't. But every day. You're such a goof. Um, we watched a series of films that there are now five of, if you Ugh. can believe it. In I didn't 30 even know that. years. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it's Home Alone. Credit card? Credit card. You got, got it. it. One of the classic quotes <laughs> that I find is so funny now. So, so yeah, we've, uh, yeah, we, okay, we didn't, we didn't watch all five of these. Right. We watched. The ones that matter. Okay, so three. if you're unfamiliar, Home Alone started in nine. Is a movie. The movie itself is from 1990. Yes. Starring one Macaulay Culkin. 
Made him a household name. He became a household name because of this and also Dennis the Menace, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he was in that. He I mean, was. I think I saw that, but I don't remember it that I, much. I did too. But that movie was a Christmas movie uh, about the kid who got left home alone as his family <laughs> all left to go to Paris. And he, they forgot him because it was it's chaos. It's chaos. Because. Because there's a family of. Schitt's it's a very Creek big family. Star. What's Catherine O'Hara uh, is Kevin's mom, and she just can't handle Kevin. Yeah, there's like there's you're ruined like, by Kevin. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how that she makes speaks sense. in Shit's Creek, but th- that's not how she speaks in in this movie. Well, okay, so anyway, that it's a Christmas movie. Apparently, yes. I looked this up, and it was like the highest grossing comedy of all time. What? Until The Hangover Part Two came Are out. You Did you know me? this? The fact I that it was beat up yeah. by Hangover Part Two is honestly yeah, disgusting. That's, that's well, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't like the Hangover movies that much, but sure. I mean, I've never seen either of them, but I'm sure I would. There's three like of them, them actually. Oh well. I've only seen the first one. I, I saw part of the it's second one. It's interesting because. Okay. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. I was just gonna say. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, like, what are you like? Come on, watch <laughs> it. It plays at Christmas every year. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas a classic. pop culture staple. In case you missed it, yes. you better check it out. Okay, so the first movie was so successful. It's Bond sequels. The second yes. one, Lost in New Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, came yes. out like 1993, I think, or two 92. Had most of the same cast returning, including Macaulay himself. Wasn't that the entire thing? I mean, I'm pretty sure. All looked the same. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was everybody. Everybody important was there. Yeah. So okay, Home Alone Two, which, uh, yeah, okay, so that came out, and then I don't know what happened, but. Mm-mm. Home Alone 3, I think, was straight to video or, or straight to TV movie or something like that. Stars like a completely new cast. New kid. It's not, yeah, it's not Kevin McAllister. It's a new uh, new protagonist named Alex. Little, little brunette. I don't know what his last name is. So, yeah, um, and from there, like, I don't, I never saw 4. I might have watched 4 a little bit, but I heard it's not good. And 5 came out, like, a couple, like last year or two years I ago. Literally I literally don't even remember it. I, th- I think it came out, like, one or two years ago. That's legit. wild to me. But, uh, okay, so we watched Wait, the first. Wait, I know what I was going to say. Uh-huh. The third one came out in 97. Okay, so we were born. And Alex's last name was Pruitt. Pruitt. Alex Pruitt. So, um, anyway, uh, we watched the first three because, like, I've I've seen the first two Wait. plenty of times. Okay. I'm it waiting. says on Wikipedia that it is also the final film in the Home Alone franchise to receive a theatrical release. Oh. So Alex lied to us about it going straight to DVD. Oh my That's right, God. Alex. Are you listening? Wikipedia just proves you wrong. Are you talking to the Alex in the movie? No, I'm talking to Alex Petri. Oh, my God. Calling him out. He'll have to respond on the podcast that he does. <laughs> um, okay, it's a podcast war that I'm... Okay. What's well, wild anyway, about the third one? Or wait, uh-huh. do you, what do you... I don't know no, what your plan ahead. is. You're like jumping around. No, go ahead. Oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll just talk about the, the movies. Well, we, we also downloaded a drinking game. Or Casey found a drinking game. Yes. You drink a... Take a drink every time something happens. Which added to it, because the first two movies, there is like a lot of commonalities that mm-hmm. happen. Which So that was kind of fun. But... Um... I'll just give my thoughts because, like, I really like the first two Home Alones, and I think Home Alone Two is the first one I ever saw, and I think it's the one I've seen the most. So I was surprised at what parts were in which movie. Like, I got them mixed up in my head a lot over the years. Yeah, Home Alone One is probably a little stronger, but it's it's really tight, and like, it's the it started it all. 
it's really original and there's even a lot of there's even an emotional part with uh, the neighbor the neighbor who kevin makes friend an old man neighbor who's all lonely and kevin makes friends with him it's full of brother buzz makes yeah, up buzz. some gross rumor lie about oh, him being buzz. a murderer yeah so Dude, there's classic but that's classic kid stuff no you no, no. Start you know what's not classic kid stuff is when um marv goes looks out the window for kevin and goes they're like, oh, where'd yeah. he go? He goes, well, maybe he committed suicide. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I that's was like, bizarre. that's not cool. But it was a, well, it was a different time. Yeah. Different jokes were made. Not I'm not so trying to make much. excuses for it. It just, it's a fact. Sorry, whoever played Marv. Um, the, he didn't write it. That's true. Sorry. I, I now, know. here's the thing with Home Alone 1 and 2 is that they also blended together in my mind. The first movie, his family goes to Paris and leaves him behind. Um... In the second movie, they're going. The family has plane tickets to Florida. Yes. And then Kevin gets on the wrong plane and goes to New York. Because this is a pre-9-11 world and they just (laughs) let you on a plane. They're like, oh, yep, okay. They couldn't, couldn't, uh, you know, have the same thing. They can't leave him at home again. They just leave him at the airport. Which, that's a fine setup for a sequel. No, it is. you're going to do a sequel. And it has the same villains. Um, Yeah, the Wet Bandits. Joe Pesci and whoever plays Mars. Now, here's my my thing I didn't remember with the first one. So, the way they freaking set up the whole villain thing is at the beginning, the movie opens with some cop coming in the the, the house. uh And he's just standing there trying to ask the kids if any of their parents are home. And they're all running around like chaos. That was weird. I I, I mean, like, I get why he's there, but it's just, it's like, oh, I guess a cop is just in these people's homes. Well, and then later you're like, you're supposed to recognize that he's the villain. And I was like, I don't remember this at all. And then the second one, obviously reoccurring. What's strange about the third one is it takes a drastically more oh, serious turn oh, home alone three is like uh is like a, a different movie entirely the villains <laughs> the villains aren't just some local robbers trying to make some extra change and make some mischief uh-huh. these are freaking international they're literally called terrorists burglar- in, the, in the movie oh yes they, they refer to them as terrorists very scary. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And there's this whole setup where they, they have gotta like... They got to get this little microchip or something. Right, and they hide I, it in I a toy know. car. Yeah. And the this old lady who's, Kev, who's Kevin, who's Kevin. Um, Alex's, Alex's neighbor, neighbor, picks up that car at the airport. So she has it and they try to go get it from her, but she gave it to the kid. And honestly, Home Alone 3 is the one I've seen the most. So it's the one I'm oh. most familiar with. Yeah, like I'd see Home Alone 3 on TV a lot. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And... So I... and yeah, yeah, so there's a connection with those. But... I mean, I was looking on Wikipedia because I was checking on that theatrical release. So Home Alone it was 3 released in one theater. literally holds an approval rating of 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man. And this, I wonder why. Well, this review says, Macaulay Culkin's precocious charisma is sorely missed in this hollow sequel, which doubles down on broad comedy while lacking all the hallmarks that made the original classic. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the, uh, the big gimmick in the first two is like, and I guess like all the movies is like, this kid's, I mean, you probably know, this kid sets traps to, like, mm-hmm. get the burglars and make sure they can't get them. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, fun and, like, but also wacky and mm-hmm. even a little tense at some time. Yeah, so, like, and it's really fun. It is fun to watch. And, like, I remember the when I saw it, like, when I was a kid, I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, dude. And, yeah, so um, a lot of fun stuff. And then three, like, really, like, just, it's like, there's no way this kid could set up all this stuff. Like yeah. the the kid in in three is even younger than Kevin. He's is, a baby. Younger than Macaulay, yeah, and it's like he's like six years old. The best, and thing, he sets up a crazy like crazy. The best movie thing tracks. about the third one is the fact that the dad from Smart House oh, is yeah. the dad, and he's jumping. 
The house is jumping, truly. Um, it so also it, says that the third one was nominated for a Golden Razzie Award for uh, Worst Remake or Sequel. See, it's not, like, offensively bad if you... Like, I can see why you wouldn't like it. I mean, I Because it, think like, really takes it too far. It's like Halloween Town, where they take out Marnie and recast her. Uh, it's like, do you think we're not going to notice that you don't have the no, better actor? They said, but they didn't recast Kevin. It's a new kid. I mean, you're right, but it's, it's a just whole like, new story. When people see Home Alone, they're expecting... They only want Macaulay. Yeah. I guess. I mean, but I guess maybe if I didn't see this as a kid and like grow attached to it. Yeah. But uh, I, I think three is fine. It's it doesn't. Hard. It doesn't have like you know. It doesn't have like the heart. It's of one and two. Like you know, Kevin McAllister is like kind of a. I don't know. And like. He's kind of a little jerk, but also, you know, you really care about That's this the one kid. thing I noticed is like all the kids are so mean to to Kevin, but he also yeah. says some truly horrible things to his well, mother. Well, I mean like He basically is like I never want to see you again. Yeah. But yeah. also we've all said dumb things as a kid that we didn't mean. So yeah. I guess I can't judge cuz I'm sure I said horrible things to my mother that I yeah, didn't mean me that too. I just don't remember. So this is an apology podcast. <laughs> this is really an apology to my parents. Yes. All right. Now we'll see you later. Okay, just kidding. Um, but yeah, I I had a great time watching. What yeah. about you? Great I had a great time. time. We didn't. Ex- they held up. We didn't strictly follow the drinking game rules because let me tell you, any drinking game you look up is oh, like yeah. literally designed to get you messed up within the first twenty minutes of the movie. <laughs> like they were like wanting you to take shots and stuff multiple times, like for four different things. And finish your drink. Finish your drink. Like I. Maybe there's some people that can handle that, but we are not that crowd. So we just kind of played it our own way, had a good time, had some laughs, with nostalgia, getting in a Christmas spirit. Um, it was exhausting watching them all three in a row. <laughs> I will say it was a little long. But how do you split oh, up yeah, three Oh, yeah. Home Alone 2 is t- more than two hours. I, I was shocked. Yeah. How, do you, how would we have split it up? No, then? no, no. You got to you gotta marathon them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, yeah. But yeah, Home Alone, if you're going to do it, start and you... And you're like me and can't stay up. Start early in the evening. Start early. Like at dinner time. Yeah. Um, it, it's not as exhausting. My sister and I one summer tried to marathon all the Harry Potter movies. We like oh, woke God. up really early and oh, tried to my. There's way they're way too long, there's way too many of them. What? I Okay, I think you can okay. You can all, do what, it, they're all like okay, I bet the last two are like. You two can't and a half do it hours. in one day. Yeah, that's I bet those last two. You, I never saw I've never seen Deathly you know, we gotta watch those. I need to see those. I'll watch them. I don't know how it ends. I'll watch them anytime. I saw them all in theater. The Deathly uh, Hollows. I didn't see the. I mean, I was too young for the. I'm trying to first, think. The like, fir- I think the first Harry Potter. The first movie, three, I was too young to see. In I think that the first Harry Potter is like the first movie I ever saw in the theater. Really? I think it was. I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Wait, it was like 2000. So were- yeah, I would. No, I would have been like five years old. I swear, I remember Yara Wizard Harry. I see, swear. I remember having. Oh man, I should ask my parents what I it was. I remember having the DVD game. Oh. For the second movie, The Chamber of Secrets, and being terrified of the snake. Oh, yeah. No, I remember being scared even in the first yeah. one. Yeah, and then the third one really scared me because it was freaking yeah. directed by a horror movie guy. What's his name? Oh, Guillermo del Toro? Or, or no, 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 no. Uh, oh, uh, oh, what's his name? Not only is the plot darker, He's the but same guy who made uh, Children is, of Men, I think. The aesthetic is darker. Well, anyway, we're talking about Home Alone. <laughs> Yeah, oops. Well, I was done with Home Alone. I have nothing else to say. Yeah, it's it's great. We could ramble on about this forever. We could ramble on about Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's good. You should watch all the first three. Like, just give them a chance. You can see our soon-to-be former president of the United States. Oh yeah, the true true villain (laughs) giving directions to (laughs) to Kevin. Poor Kevin. 
Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a big yikes. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. Um, I would say that that's probably going to wrap it up for this episode. Yeah. Uh, we've been, that's what we've been watching and doing over this past quarantine. When we started this, I was like, oh yeah, you can do this stuff during quarantine. We're still in it. It's almost a year. Yeah, I know. So uh, it's not almost a year, but it's like, you know, almost the next year. So all I can say is I hope that you guys wear masks when you go out. I hope you're all safe and healthy. Um, and to please, you know, be safe and smart around the holidays. It is tough. It's. Yeah. You know, and don't be too hard on yourself. Nobody's nobody's perfect, but just do the best you can. And uh, we love you. Yes, we love you. And we oh, you. I love you. That's part of Fumo too. My favorite. I love that. Part. Oh yeah, we talk about Tim Curry. What yeah, a man. Tim Curry's in too. So. Oh, so good. So from Tim Curry, I love you. Oh, I love you. Oh, and love Merry you. Christmas, and you filthy animal. And a happy New Year. Bye. Bye.